Hi everyone, welcome to the Dumb and the Dumber podcast. I'm Nicole, otherwise known as Dumb. I'm Jay, also known as Dumber. <laughs> okay, so this podcast is strictly just for fun, joy, peace, and laughter that we share our deep. Our daily conversation with yeah, me, yeah, with yeah, me, yes. I'm the. She has too much thoughts internally, so we, like we thought that our conversation can be quite insightful. So we decided to do like do this thing. Yeah, on a budget. Okay. <laughs> so today's topic it's on transitioning into adulthood. So, what are your thoughts? Okay, given that it is my last semester in university, I think that the reality of it is sinking in, and that it's actually like pretty scary, knowing that this is the last time I really get to be free and enjoy my time out with a normal schedule, because like. We are nurses, right? So we'll have like rotating shifts and stuff. So you will never have this kind of like normal, you know, like weekend. You get to go out with your family, or like you get to go out with your friends after school, that kind of thing. You won't really get that anymore. So I think it's a bit scary to think about. Yeah. How about you? Hmm. Well, I think it impacted me quite. A lot. <laughs> In what way? Just like me reminding you yesterday that today will be <laughs> the commencement of our last semester. <laughs> <laughs> we have existential crisis. No, but the fact that this semester is actually like really really short. Like we are ending our semester in like now is January, right? We are ending our semester in March, so that's only like two months worth. So yeah, that's, that's the so scary part. Yeah, that right. is so short. Yeah, I'm I'm not ready for this, actually. <sighs> Same, actually. Yeah, that's why yesterday I was like telling my mother like, oh, I don't want to graduate. <laughs> Me too. I don't want to graduate. <laughs> then I told her like, <sighs> I just want to be a kid. I I, know, I, I, I told her I want to continuing continue my studies. Then oh, she said, then then. Then she say, okay, go on. Then I say, okay, then are you prepared to pay the bond? <laughs> <laughs> okay, for context, for context, they are both like bonded. So, yeah, yeah. so if we don't fulfill the criteria, right, we kind of have to like repay the bond. Yeah, if you break it in any way, then you have to like, yeah, pay back whatever your bond, um, the value is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah something like that. So, so yeah, but. Okay, it's, I'm glad that my mom seems to be quite ac- accepting. So, <laughs> like, after our born, like, masters? Uh, masters so, in, like, UK? Um, stop it. <laughs> uh, that will be, like, 10 years later down the road. Oh, my God. We'll be so old. Eh? It's not... Okay, wait. 10 it's years not, is a lot, It's actually. not that old. It's not that old. No, it's quite old. Like, wait. By the time, okay, you see, 10 years later, you are like 32. You're 33. Yeah, it's not that old, darling. I'm pretty sure you'll be married by then. <laughs> Let's see if I found the one. It's time. If anyone is interested, please hit her up. Thanks. Um, please be interesting. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll keep okay, it for oh, the next oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So, let me see. Okay. What? Okay, besides studying, what other things that you are facing in your current life right now? Oh, actually, like, I'm moving house. So, right, um, I think the, the fact that now we are starting to prepare our final draft of thesis to submit and that the new house is coming. So there's actually like a lot going on, which is kind of overwhelming for me because the house is coming um, approximately March. And so right now we are in a phase whereby we are engaging like IDs and you know designing the new house and basically getting things ready for the new house. You know what you sound like? Yeah. Oh no no no! For context, I'm um I'm only twenty two years old, but my parents got a new BTO, so like um I'm moving house, and yeah, and you're like participating, so you get like. <laughs> so this is my um first taste of how you know the whole BTO process is like, but I'll save that for like, you know, further discussion in the next podcast or something. But anyway, um, it's just that moving house is a lot of. It's taking a, like a bit of a toll on me because now I'm starting to pack things in boxes and stuff, right? So like it's kind of hitting me that once we sell the house, right? Then in the midst of that, I will have to move the boxes. I will have to you know like go to the new house, see how Reno is going on, and um, what else? Oh, and because like there's a awkward gap between selling the house and moving in, so. I might have to like stay somewhere else, and that's during when I'm like when I'm moving to work, so it's actually further down from where I originally live. So like going to work next time will be actually quite far for me, and I'm honestly like even more worried than I was because of this fact. Yeah. What other factors do you have, like? Other than moving house, what anything else that you are facing? Facing. Um. Okay, let me yeah. try that. What about your dating life? <laughs> um. So for context, I've been with my partner for nine months. Nine months today. But anyway, today? Yeah, today. Serial. Serial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm spending like my mansory here with you instead of him, so. Um, mansory only. Only. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Like, I'm actually quite like focused with my studies and blah, blah, blah. But okay, anyway, um, dating life wise, I think, okay, so for context, he's a student as well. Like a university student So um, His school hasn't started But so far I think both of us are managing like, Pretty well um, In this academic wise So um, When we are busy With like hell week and stuff When there's a lot of like submissions Then um, we won't meet as often Or I'll just like Go over to his place And then we'll study together yeah. Do you really study together? I have no idea. Okay. I thanks. do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Every time she's at her boyfriend's house, she will send me weird telebubbles. Oh, 
she will just be sleeping. Then she will be like, oh, actually I just woke up from my nap. <laughs> so I understand that you actually, you know, you have actually served some bonds. No, I not No, you had. No, no, no. They, like, they don't count. Last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically you had like the nurse. Okay, basically we both of us, yeah, yeah, for context, both of us are studying in nursing and we are like currently... In yeah, our yeah. final year And um, Yeah we are just having some Existential crisis uh, We are still trying to figure it out We are trying to figure out yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I think Okay why we, Okay, First and foremost, foremost Why we decided to do this topic Mainly is because It's really hitting us mm, I agree yeah. That um, Actually And it's not a common topic that everyone talks about. Everyone talks about, oh, what are your plans for the future? What do you want to become? What are your working goals? What are your uh, job scope? Etc. Etc. Et but none of us really hear from people that how they really transition into mm. adult. And I believe there are lots of things for us to consider given that it's really hitting me, like, financial, especially <laughs> financial. Like, there are a lot of things that I have to start thinking about, like, mm, yeah. giving, like, my parents, is it, okay, I mean, a common, like, a recent topic that has been brought up lately was, how much money are you giving your parents? Mm, yeah, Which, yeah. I think, for, um, for you know, especially for nursing, I I wouldn't say it's very extremely low the pay. I wouldn't yeah, say it's low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And given that, actually there's also retention bonus, all the bonus mm. and allowance. I wouldn't say it's exactly low low, but it can be better. Um, it just hits the average. I would say, it's like the average, no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like okay. So for context, um. For a fresh grad nurse, uh, staff nurse pay is three thousand five, so that is including CPF. So um, comparing our course, um, fresh grad salary as compared to like other courses, like say um, engineering or like computer science, I think ours is quite fair. Like it's not. I think a lot of people complain that it's like super super low, which I think I agree to some extent that um, we are not paid enough for our effort. Like we do a lot of like manual work, but um, our pay doesn't justify that. But as a fresh grad, is three thousand five enough? I would say that it's a quite decent pay. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 like a decent pay, but does it? Pays you well enough I'm not too sure But okay mm. I mean It's just a Fresh grad Pay right mm. I mean You slowly Work up Yeah There's like salary so, increment And stuff Yeah So okay Wait Back to the topic A little bit Driven Drift off mm-hmm. um, What was I talking about Um 
Oh, finance, finance in adulthood. Yeah, how much money are you going to give your parents and stuff? So, yeah, I feel like okay for that part. I feel like, uh, I think I've been in a very blessed family mm-hmm. that I don't think I need to. For now, it's not a major concern, and like my mom is still like you know paying some stuff for me, mm-hmm. but I think when I. Enter the workforce. I'll have to help with some of the burdens. Yeah, but um, am I capable to do that? Why not? Because it's like for a few. Like, how how do I put it in a way? Like, yeah, I would help, but whatever I'm. Giving mm-hmm. is it enough? Oh yeah, 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 of course. You get 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 where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and how can I manage my finance better? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. that's the other questions. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm, I I think I'm still trying to figure out. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, what about you? Okay, um, I. I worked a few months before, so I've actually given my parents money. But at that point of time, I was um getting diploma grad pay, so it was like two thousand five, which honestly is quite little. So at that point of time, I was giving my parents like, I think, about almost ten percent of my income. Ten percent. So, I know like total sum. So like. Cause at that point of time, my priority was to save, cause um I've been, what do you call it, I've been um raising myself, ish. Like um I don't count on my my parents for like any um bills or whatsoever, so all my expenses are like paid off by myself. So um. Okay, I think that's the biggest difference between you and me. Yeah, yeah, because I think so. For me, my parents still pay for me. Mm-hmm. But I think for you, it's very different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like since poly year one, I've been paying off everything by myself, even like school fees. So like, um, I think I've I'm more thrifty with my salary. So um, in terms of how much do I give my parents, I think ten percent is a Good gauge, especially as a fresh grad. Mm-hmm. I mean, if let's say um you get promoted and you have like more money or like you know like the bonus just came in, then it'll be nice or like oh like Chinese New Year, it'll be nice to give them more lah. But I think for now, ten percent is a good gauge. Mm-hmm. Like it's not too little because at this point of time, both both our parents are still working, mm-hmm. right? So. Honestly, do they need the money? I don't think they need the money yet. But I think it's just a good to have. Like it's just like, uh, you know, a nice thing to give. And plus, you know, in an Asian context, it's just like filler party, mm-hmm. whereby it's almost like a mandatory thing, like a silent rule to give your my uh, your parents money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's what I think. I think ten percent is a good gauge. But about saving wise, um. I'm also trying to be more like um, strict financially, but I don't think it's working out really well. <laughs> I've been tracking my finances like this year. She's bad. 
Okay, like for context, right? Um, I thought it was cheap, so I just like grab and grab and put in my basket, and then like when I went to the counter, then I was like, oh! <laughs> I was like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Then I realized that um makeup can actually last like pretty long. So what am I gonna do with like three hundred dollars worth of makeup? Wait, what you say? Makeup can last really long. It can last pretty long, like like. Yeah. Like okay, like oh, let's say like rare okay. beauty blush. You mean like the the the, the product itself? Uh, uh, yes, you can yes, use yes. It for a long period. Correct, of time. correct. Okay, I was thinking like, huh? Your makeup actually expires quite fast, and you know there's on the packaging mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. container icon. I don't see. It. Okay, but I don't care. Well, that means that once you open, like sometimes the packaging will put like um the the the, the can icon. Mm-hmm. Uh, like sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once it open, only can last for like six months. It's like a medication. Okay, okay, no, no, no. So for me, right, it will expire when I use finish the whole product. <laughs> so like, okay, I have to make so my right. money worth what? Like, what if I buy like something like really expensive? Okay, like not really expensive. Like, let's say I buy like rare beauty blush. It's not cheap, eh. But it can last forever. Like you just need like a little bit, and it goes a long way. You see, so like, how do you actually like finish it before the expiry date? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, so you, you can't. Oh, plus plus, right? With like this nine percent GST hike, right? We need to be more like savvy. So like, we need to make use of every single last drop in the makeup bottle. Right. But that does, but that doesn't justify why you need three hundred dollars worth. Oh no no no, cause that one right. Uh, okay, so that was last year. Okay. Moving on to twenty twenty four, I'll be better. <laughs> products do you buy? Okay. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, I think got 10. Uh. I think I think got 10. So do you have 10 lips? I got one upper and one lower lips. Don't have a I got one upper and one lower lips. No. And plus for every like occasion, I can wear a new one. <laughs> so what I said was, so every time she kisses her boyfriend, <laughs> she changed her lipstick. Idea? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. Okay. So just now you said that you have actually worked mm-hmm. in um in mm-hmm. a hospital before. So mm-hmm. how was it like transitioning from becoming a student to an adult? Like, um, work wise or like, like transition process? Um. Yeah. Any ob- obstacles or challenges do you face? Obstacles, ah, uh, I think there was a culture shock. In what sense? Because as a student nurse, right? I mean, we will have exposure to hospital, like say we will have attachment, clinical attachment, mm-hmm. um, you know, to interact with like nurses and stuff to actually like do nursing work, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. It's really not the same. Okay, it might be because like my department is different mm-hmm. from where I'm usually posted to. But it's really different in a way whereby um, the way they do things. It's, okay, I think that, okay, first of all, expectations is different. Because you are a, you were once a student nurse, but now you are actually a staff nurse. Oh, yeah, so the expectation is different. So you know like when you are a student, right, you, can, you can say things like, oh, I don't know, I will check with the staff nurse. But now you are the staff nurse. So like, 
who do you ask for help? You know, like yeah, yeah. when a patient asks you something, you're expected to know the answer. So I think that feeling of, I don't know, I actually don't know much, it will make you feel like imposter syndrome. There's a bit of imposter syndrome. I, like, you feel like you don't fit in. Like, you feel like you don't know enough to be here. Yeah, so like, I think there's a knowledge gap because every department have their own, um, you know, the way they do things, like their own specialized knowledge and skills. So um, the difference is that you don't learn much of those stuff when you're in nursing school. So the transition was quite harsh for me. Like there was a steep learning curve and... Even up till now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'll go when I go back. Mm-hmm. I will struggle a lot to adjust back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think like uh, my department is quite nice. Like the people are actually quite helpful, and um, my sisters, like um, nurse managers, they are they are like pretty nurturing. I would say they are. Um, they will actually take time off to teach you, mm-hmm. and yeah, they are quite nice people, I would say. Yeah. Okay, but you know there are studies. <laughs> studies do show that you know nursing students have this you know knowledge transition gap mm-hmm. from being a student to being a. Studies from what paper? Insight. Um, Multiple papers, but I've just came across it. <laughs> okay, so, so just now there was one question that hit my hit, hit, was in my brain. Was that? So, do you think your sisters will have different expectations from you coming from a degree holder because your diploma and degree there are some sort of. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah, so so how would you manage your sister's expectation actually? Um because well, our degree is it comes with honors. So I think when I go back, I'll be more or less expected to take up research projects. Mm-hmm. That one I'm quite sure it will happen. So managing expectations wise, right? I think they really need to because say real, I don't remember anything. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I just remember bits and pieces. But you can't really blame me because it's been like a year, almost two years since I went back. Two years? No. Our program is one year, eight months. Okay. <laughs> so like, I mean, obviously I'll forget things. So I think I'll make it quite clear to them that um, you know, that I don't remember much. And I think this is also because of patient safety. Because if I'm perform, I'm practicing out of my comfort zone, I think it poses a risk to my patients. Mm-hmm. Especially, say, like, um, medication-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It will be quite dangerous for my patients if I, let's say, I just, like, take the risk and guess and assume as it is. And I just, like, administer the medication like that it's not safe so I think when I go back I'll let them know that I actually don't remember much and if okay so for context my probation will be shortened because I already finished my probation um, last year but 
if let's say I'm really don't remember a lot of things when I go back, I might ask for extension of probation, just because I want to feel comfortable practicing. I think that's a good, you know, like communicating with your sister is really important. Mm, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's good for them to know. But for me, I think I'll just let the sisters know that actually my program doesn't allow me that much of clinical. Like during this, my undergraduate studies, I didn't really had much opportunities in clinical. I think it's also because they don't, they assume that you already know and you have been exposed during your poly time. So like, they just push you to do what a degree needs you to do, like research. You know? Yeah, but I think it's important to manage your sister's expectation, I guess. Mm, I agree. Yeah. yeah, otherwise, yeah, we'll, you will danger both your safety and your patient's safety. Mm, yeah, yeah. I agree. Don't, don't ever compromise. <laughs> Too much. TMI. <laughs> okay. So, one more question. The last question in transitioning to adulthood, which is managing your partner's expectations. Because I know that, okay, I don't have a partner, so I have no things. <laughs> but let's, okay, so f- for her, she's different. She has a partner, and her partner is still studying. So, how are you guys, you know, how are you guys coping with you transitioning, going to work? Like, especially you have shift work, if he's okay with it. And like, how are you gonna, you know, he's studying, you're working. How how are you guys gonna manage it? Have you guys talked about it? Okay, very interesting question. So, this is something, actually, um, I... Like, when I'm looking for someone, I will make it quite clear that, you know, next time I'm going to be, like, doing shift work. Because I think this is a deal breaker for some people. Because some people prefer um, their partners to have 9 to 5 jobs so that, you know, they can match schedules and things like that. Because with someone on shift work and the possibility of being on call and at any point of time, like, let's say you are together on a date, but you receive a call that, they need stuff. You have to, you know, like duty calls. So you have to like drop everything and go. You need someone who will be, yeah, who understands the scope of your job and be okay with it. Because if you don't have an understanding partner, right, they will point through a tantrum and be very unhappy with you. Okay, depends on like what kind of partner you have, but yeah, yeah. this really depends right, on what right. kind of partner you have. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, yeah, I just have to find an understanding partner lah, in a sense that he understands you and you understand him and he supportive. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He has to be supportive. I agree. I agree. So like for my partner and I, right? Um, so he's an aspiring police officer. So as police Ooh. officers, right, <laughs> they will have rotating shifts also. So this is something that actually I was quite concerned about, because when two people in a relationship have 
um, shift work. What if our shift work? Uh, sorry, what if our shifts always clash and we don't see each other for a month? <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. That's why I want to find a partner that's in the same industry. Okay, okay, but for me, right, I'm okay with it. Because when I work, right, I'll be very tired and I'll like more personal time than um, how I am right now. Because right now in school, I have more flexibility, I have more time, I can basically like you know schedule my time to you know meet friends to meet my partner and things like that but like when i'm at work your time is very precious yeah like you don't get much me time so when you have your precious off days right Mm -hmm. who do you spend it with that's a very like you know a sacred thing like it's your personal time like do you want to like go out? I think I will honestly be too tired to go out like for most of my off days. So it's something that your partner has to be okay with. So I think for me and my partner, right, both of us are like quite chill. Like we don't have to meet like every day kind of thing or like every week. Like we understand each other's like um work scope. So if duty calls I think we'll all, we'll both be okay with it. But you but 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 you did had like a trial period, right? Like you know, remember last I think it was last year. Last year you went back for local. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, then he he, he did he experienced a bit did he like give you any feedback? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it wasn't feedback but like at that point of time I was like so tired. So um, there were days whereby um, he asked me out on a date after work and I was so tired like I was falling asleep while I eat you know like I was really really tired and then like, while waiting for food right, I was actually dozing off so um, I think he understood then so I think um, he didn't expect me to because it's his first time you know experiencing me on shift work right so um, he I think he was quite surprised at how shift actually like looks like but it's not uh something new for me you see because i worked before ma but i think it came off as a bit of a a a surprise for him so um i think now he knows that when um i'm tired i think like he knows that our dates from now on when i work right needs to be more flexible like if i'm let's say let's say i had a really really busy shift then you know after work you'll be like so tired mm-hmm. you won't have like you know the social battery mm-hmm. to talk to people mm-hmm. then i think like the date we have to wait lah if not like i'll feel bad for not giving him my attention during the date because i'll just be falling asleep and stuff right so it, it i will kind of feel bad like i'm there but i'm not there you know okay well this boils down to managing expectations then. yeah 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 Okay, so okay. Mm, this okay. I just hope that this conversation has really helped everyone in transitioning their life from being a student to an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, working adult. But these are all the expectations that we are expecting. But does not apply to everyone. And and. How do I put this? And it's, it's very different. What you experience and what 
I expect it's gonna happen. It's very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. I mean, everyone will have their own experiences because you will have your own set of bosses, you will have your own set of colleagues. Mm-hmm. Every ward, every department, every hospital is different. Mm-hmm. So, um, the work culture will be different everywhere. But I think it boils down to how you manage expectations. You. Yeah. yeah, I think it's very important that you don't, you shouldn't expect everyone to love you. There's always going to be people who will try to put you down. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for you to know how to set your boundaries and not let people step all over you, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, that that's, sounds like she's giving me advice. <laughs> okay. okay, I mean, true. Or, truth to be told, I'm kind of like a people pleaser, so... Yeah, that's great. Uh, shall we visit revisit this topic maybe six months later? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, when we start work, I think we can revisit this to like, you know, expectations versus reality. Like, we can talk about this now, but like, when work actually starts as like us as fresh grads, right? I'm pretty sure it's going to be very, very different. Yeah, I, I think so too. Then, by then, let's share about our how we overcome. Oh, idea, oh, idea. Okay, shall we do this over like six months later? TWG coffee. Oh no, sorry, TWG tea and Pacha coffee. Um, that's if we hit our milestones. <laughs> so we actually made a pact that for every milestone we have achieved, we will go for high tea, <laughs> <laughs> or like saying after our probation, we want to go to. Vietnam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, it's very important for us as nurses to take care of ourselves because, like, we need mental break. So, like, also it's important to like maintain friendships. Cause to be honest, I don't have much friends. So, like, I need to maintain <laughs> don't this say friendship. Don't like that. Don't sound so sad. My life is quite sad. Okay, my life is boring too. Okay, okay. See you guys next time. Bye bye. <laughs>